My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast for the horoscope of November 2020, almost to the end of the year. And we've got some major transits here this month as we move into the U.S. election on November 3rd is the same day that Mercury is going direct. So this hasn't happened. Mercury's been retrograde for a while. This hasn't happened that Mercury goes direct on the date of the election since 2000, the Al Gore and George Bush election. And of course, there was a whole lot of controversy about that and very likely to be a lot of controversy about this election with the mail-in ballots and all that stuff. So Mercury going direct, there's still that reverberation effect of Mercury retrograde for a while. And sometimes you feel the effects at the end of the cycle more so. So if you've had to sign any contracts, make any business dealings, uh, do anything, information technology, your computers, upgrading computers, things like that. It's not the best time to do it when Mercury is retrograde, but now Mercury goes direct. If you've been holding off on that, uh, now's a good time. I had this sudden urge to upgrade the RAM on my computer when Mercury went retrograde. And I was like, wait a minute, not a good idea. As I've learned in the past, when we try to do technological things or upgrade computers or do anything like that, that's a big risk when Mercury is retrograde. So we're not always thinking clearly. But our thinking will become a bit clearer now after the third. Mercury is the buddhi, the intellect, the logical, rational mind, more the prefrontal cortex that says, okay, if I do this, it's going to have this consequence. And we're thinking more clearly again after the third. Uh, unfortunately, that's after the election, after you've already cast your vote. So the clarity of thought comes after that. Uh, but then we've got the next major thing. I'm going to go into more detail after I go for the major topics. So the 13th of November, we have Mars going direct. And Mars has been retrograde for a while. And that's the planet of action and ambition and drive. It's been going backwards back to Pisces, where Pisces is more open-minded to possibilities and seeing different perspectives of two fish going in the opposite direction. It's not always clear and decisive and active like Mars likes to be. But it is considered a great friend sign for Mars to be in Pisces, so it's not all bad, but it's a good time for taking it a bit easier because even Mars needs time to cool off as that energy in us, that archetypal, archetypal energy in ourselves of the warrior. We can't just be at war all the time. We need time to rest and recharge and sharpen our tools and mend our nets and these sort of things. So this month is actually a great time to do that based on everything else going on, including where Mars is in Revati, the last nakshatra in Pisces, which is a great indicator to do things that are more rejuvenating, restful, recharging. But with everything else going on this month, it's also a good time for going into the depths of spiritual practices. <clears throat> things like kundalini yoga, tantric practices, deeper meditations, that's all highly recommended this month. Having time where you're not focused on pushing yourself to your limit, because this year, for a lot of people, you've been pushed to your limit. It's been a lot of very unfortunate, challenging circumstances, and it's a good time this month to take it a bit easier and chill out in general, but especially this first two weeks or so, where the temperature, the uh, mood, the energy, the uh, ideals and beliefs can clash. Everyone's going to be clashing. You know, their candidate didn't win. 
Uh, they wanted this candidate to win, even outside the U.S. So there's that big clash that can happen, and we want to avoid conflict and confrontation this month. There's so many indicators that it's a bad time to engage in conflict and confrontation. Please do not partake and take the bait, as they say. Uh, the Pema Chodron, a great meditation teacher, has a great book called Don't Take the Bait. If you have if you have a challenge with that, you know we all have different challenges. If it's you tend to get your buttons pushed easily, that's a great book to read about that, and a great teacher to to look into. But we all have our buttons to push, and we all have our things. And this year, we've all been kind of pushed to our limits in a lot of ways. So if you can chill out a bit this first two weeks of the month, that can likely lead to a lot less explosive conflicts and unnecessary disconnections uh, with people close to you. You don't have to use social media to tell everyone your political beliefs, right? Might be surprising to hear, <laughs> uh, but uh, you don't have to use the platforms just to share your political beliefs or try to sway other people because you might have noticed that doesn't really work. So then we've got a new beginning on the 14th, the new moon in Vishaka Nakshatra. So that's the star of purpose. And this is a great time for deep focused concentration on what matters most to us. Setting long-term intentions, doing some sort of ceremony for the new moon. So if you've never done this sort of thing before, uh, something that can be helpful is writing down a list of things that you're willing and ready to let go of and give yourself time to really go under the layers. And I've been fortunate to do this sort of ritual many times in the past. And, you know, you might get some surface things like, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, I know I want to let this go. And I really encourage you, if you've never done this before, this month is a great time for letting those things go so we can really set the foundation for the new year and really let it be a new year. So some sort of ceremony around the new moon is highly recommended. And uh, this is the star of purpose again. So it's like, what are we here for? And I always like to remind myself that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And we're not humans, just occasionally maybe having one-off spiritual experiences. Some people think maybe I've got to do drugs, LSD and DMT to have this one-time high experience, or I've got to do this yoga practice or whatever it is. And then I'll get to that experience but really, that's just our true self. Underneath these layers, that's who we truly are. And everything around us is reinforcing our identity. Oh, you like this product, so maybe you'll buy that product. And, you know, your friend says this, so maybe you agree with your friend. Oh, I don't agree, so now you're polarized, and now you're opposites. So you're just constantly reaffirming our identity uh, for good or for better or worse. And we can actually choose to reaffirm our identity for things that we want to create. One of my friends actually was just writing intentions and I was sharing about some of the intentions I've written in the past and how I just wrote it down and focused on it and kept reminding myself of that and kept seeing it and uh, didn't try to make it happen or force it. We never want to force, like we're trying to make it happen. We also don't want to get into that sort of pessimism of like, oh yeah, I want a million dollars, whatever. I'm never going to get that. We don't want the pessimism. We don't want to be unrealistic, but what's practical, right? For me, like one thing I wrote was like, I want my website to be one of the best resources to learn yoga and Vedic astrology and Ayurveda. But that's attainable. That's something I can choose to focus on. I can't really decide what other people will respond to it. I can't say, 
I'll have a million people visiting my website every day. I can't control that, but I can control that I've done my best to make the best possible offerings I can. Right? These are the kind of things that we want to focus on when we're setting intentions. Right? And, uh, you know, you can be more, uh, go a little further. Like my friend, she actually wrote, like, she wanted a specific job. And that she wanted, like, she just wrote, like, I have this job at this location. Right? So that was her intention. And uh, three days later, she got the job. So... Uh, she put it on her mirror and she kept focusing on it and she stayed positive about it and not pessimistic and uh, realistic, right? She did everything she could to like show up to the interview and do her best and know that, you know, she can't really control if she gets the job or not, but she does her best to try to um, say the right things, be the right kind of person, make sure it's the good fit, everything around uh, that she wants and uh, that she can provide and serve in that position. So something like this. What do you want to create? Write it on an index card after you've done this sort of fire ceremony. To write what you're willing to let go of, you've created a space and nature abhors a vacuum. So you create that space. Now you can move forward. And what do you want to create and fill that space with in your life? Great time to do that on the 14th. Then we have the sun moving into Scorpio on the 16th, joining up with K2, which is in Scorpio for several more months. And the sun is always in Libra when we have these U.S. elections. And the sun is debilitated in Libra. Authority is debilitated when we have the U.S. election. So uh, if we could change one thing about the U.S., <laughs> that might be uh, maybe not the most important place to start. But having our elections not when the sun is debilitated might be helpful. Because both, both candidates have a lot of weaknesses and they appear weak. And we see their weaknesses, especially up to the election. But sun moves into Scorpio now, and on a personal level, that means we're going from this indecision in ourselves and our own inner authority appearing weak to now going into the depths of our authority and our what brings us vitality and into like your microbiome, your gut. That's in the depths of you. That's in the water element, the liquids and the fluids. What kind of foods nourish you? What do you want to change about your diet, if anything? Are you drinking enough water? And then psychologically, what is keeping you mentally stable? Is it social groups? Is it studying certain things? And this is a great month for studying in general, learning new topics, constantly learning and growing. This is a great month to do anything where you're a student and learning, especially about things that are esoteric, astrology, uh, kundalini, pranayama, yoga, meditation, going into the depths of things, especially after the middle of the month. Then Jupiter moves into Capricorn. So Jupiter had this nice time in Sagittarius, its own sign, where it does really well, but now it's debilitated in Capricorn for quite a while. So Jupiter in Capricorn on the 19th, and it's already been there. It was there earlier this year. So we're retracing some steps, and we see some countries going back into lockdown and that could happen in the U.S. So this continued and uh, more restraints and limitations from the government. And uh, that's Capricorn is the government. Saturn's in Capricorn uh, another two years. And then Jupiter's there with Capricorn for a while. Pluto's going to join them in a while. And Pluto is more indicative of the revolutionary changes, like when uh, Pluto and Saturn were last in Capricorn in around 1776, when the U.S. Constitution was written, 
So we could see revolutionary change in the next couple of years. And Jupiter and Capricorn is now kind of moving us back in that direction. Right, so it might seem like we're going backwards a bit. It might be this new wave of coronavirus cases. And we'll see that uh, in the media, the perpetuation of fear. Jupiter is optimism. Saturn is fear. Jupiter is debilitated in Capricorn. It takes away optimism, it takes away hope. So on a personal level, we've got to stay connected to our teachers, our guru. Jupiter is the guru, and it's the one who brings light into the darkness. This is a dark time when Jupiter is in Capricorn. And we can't always see our way out on our own. We really need teachers, but the relationship with teachers is debilitated too. So everything around Jupiter, optimism, hope, teachers, it's not as strong as it could be, but we always get to choose how we engage with it. So we have free will, and the main key this month is just to remember that all of this stuff happening externally, it's happening for us. And the question we can always ask is, not why is this happening to me, but how is this happening for me? What lesson am I here to learn and grow from this month? And over these cycles we're going through, uh, particularly this month, but there's a lot of opportunity for learning and growth, a lot of opportunity for success in our career path if we set intentions, if we can maintain a level of hope and optimism by connecting to our teachers, which I mentioned last week's episode, of what is your spiritual foundation? And uh Kind of a little side note, uh, I was listening to an interview with Robert Downey Jr. about his character in Iron Man. If you've never seen those movies, they're actually really fun. I never thought I would see those movies. Uh, but he talks about his character, Tony Stark, being somebody who is spiritually bankrupt when they start the series. If you ever watch the first Iron Man movie, he's just a terrible person. And he, he described him as spiritually bankrupt. And throughout the whole course of the movie, he essentially... Um, becomes more selfless without giving anything away. I think that's fair to say. Uh, he learns to be more selfless. And there's an opportunity for us uh, to connect to our spiritual foundations and find this sort of deeper meaning in everything. To remember, again, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We're going to have our ups and downs. We're going to have our division and differences of beliefs. That's okay. But we don't want to become spiritually bankrupt where we just think of you know, those people, them, they're the problem. If that person or those people were just erased, then everything would be better, right? And this is a whole cycle we're going through. And I'm actually going to do an episode soon about the outer planets uh, because Neptune is in uh, the nakshatra that represents truth. And it's there until 2025, right? From 2019 in January all the way until January 2025, so there's this sort of need, this want to just purify everything, to transform everything. And we see this in social justice movements. And there's this big emphasis on social justice movements right now over the next several months, all the way through January, but, but really through this whole cycle through 2025. And there's this tendency with Neptune there to uh, either be diplomatic and be very PC of like, okay, I want to make sure I don't offend these people and say these things properly and be kind and caring and compassionate of others and respectful of others. But there's also this flip side of 
people, uh, uh, there can be like a victim mentality or blaming others and not taking personal responsibility and saying, this is the way it is and I'm suffering and struggling and it's all everyone else's fault. And if it just would take away everyone else's role in this, then I would be satisfied. Then I could be better. Uh, but the Neptune in that that area of the sky basically helps us uh, see the injustices and then we can choose what to do with them, which could be to dismiss them and pretend they don't exist. It could be to amplify them and pretend that that's the only reason that everything is wrong and we can get kind of lost in that stuff, right? And even just even broaching that topic here is like there's you know so many uh, buttons that can be pushed but there's not a lot of clarity with Neptune there. Neptune can represent illusion as well. So illusions about truth, illusions of grandeur. Uh, but we can cultivate diplomacy, cultivate curiosity about each other, understanding of the other, understanding of differences. Differences are okay. Polarization, though, where I have to be over here, you have to be over there, and we can never agree on anything, is not going to really help anybody. It's just going to create more disconnection and less people getting their needs met. And we're social creatures. To, to say somebody does not belong is essentially to say they don't matter. Uh, as humans, like we need to be long in some way. We need social validation. And that's why social media is so powerful because it gives us a simulacrum of social validation. And we don't actually, you know, it's not necessarily the real like tribal thing that we all really want. Uh, but it suffices in a lot of ways. So we've got to be mindful of that over this uh, whole Jupiter and Capricorn now. It's going to take away some hope and optimism, and we're not going to see as clearly really about all these social justice issues for another five years, believe it or not. Uh, but what can we do? We choose to focus on what we can control, how we engage with these things, find a level of hope and optimism in our spiritual foundation, and find a way to be diplomatic with each other because we found compassion and kindness for ourselves first. Then we've got on the 26th, Thanksgiving, and then on the 30th, uh, uh, the lunar eclipse. It's a big, so I have a lot of notes here. So the full moon is in Rohini Nakshatra, and it's a lunar eclipse. So anytime there's a lunar eclipse, big transformation, big changes. It's a great time to do meditative practices. Again, meditation always recommended, uh, but around the eclipse, make sure you're getting lots of water. You might even wanna be near water if possible, do some sort of meditation near water, or at least take a bath, submerge in water. It's a great time for this. And it's a darkening of the mind. Though. So, so especially as we're going more and more into the, uh, towards the winter solstice, where it's get, getting darker and darker outside, in the northern hemisphere, uh, this we might not be thinking as clearly over this time. Uh, there might be again that loss of optimism and hope. So doing some sort of ceremony at this time is highly recommended, and working with the energetic anatomy of the body. This is what I teach in my membership and my yoga teacher training. Things like the chakras, if you know the doshas or the koshas, the gunas, the chakras. A lot of people know. Uh, the seven energy centers of the body. Essentially, the really short, simple way you can work with this is just take full, deep breaths down the front of your body and imagine the oxygen, the air, the prana, the light force coming in through the nose, 
through all of the front of the body. So you don't even need to know the seven chakras, but the crown of the head, all the way down to the base of the spine. And if there's any resistance anywhere, breathing into that space a little more intently. So for example, if you try to breathe in down the front of your body, but you can't really feel your stomach, emphasize breathing into the stomach a few rounds and a little more, maybe a few minutes, until it opens maybe just a little bit and it feels easier to breathe there. Same for the heart, the throat, wherever you feel blocks or limitations throughout your torso, breathe into that space. Allow more prana and life force into your system. Not always easy, and it's very easy for the mind to wander and get distracted just by trying to breathe into the body. But if we do that, we can open up energy channels, we can open up the chakras, the wheels of energy that express through all of the possible expressions of our psychology, our human experience, our spiritual experience. You don't need to know all the details if you want to go into the chakras more. Uh, that's inside of my Quiet Mind membership. If you're a member, uh, the enrollment will open next month if you want to check it out. But essentially, you just want to breathe into the front of your body. Take just 10 minutes even on this day, on the 30th, to breathe into the front of your body. Even better, do it while you're in a bathtub submerged in water. Or if you're so bold, jump into the water and uh, maybe find the... Here in Austin, we have the springs, which are always 68 degrees. Uh, which is amplified even more in the colder weather. So getting into the water, submerging in water, a great time to do that. If you happen to live near springs, submerge yourself in the springs. It's also a good time for buying a mala. And this is the star of sensuality in Rohini. So it's a great time for anything sensual, the senses, essential oils, music, flowers, beautifying your space, taking in herbal tea, Ayurvedic herbs, uh, if you don't have a mala and you want to get a mala, this is a great day to purchase a mala. So that's a huge turning point. Eclipses are always major energetic turning points. And there's sort of no going back. And any time of experienced, uh, you just kind of watch what happens during the eclipses, right? When you, Whatever happens around that time, it's a big change and there's no going back. So you're on a new path. And uh, it's like uh, the saying, you can never stand in the same river twice. So that's it. Like there's no going back after the, the 30th. Whatever big, big decisions you're thinking about making, uh, if there is some big decision you have to make this month, uh, the, by the 30th it will be made and then you're on a new trajectory. That's the same day uh, that Mercury changes nakshatra and the star of success, Anuradha. There's also a sun in Anuradha on the 18th, so the star of success again. So this is a good time for, in general this month, cleansing practices, restorative yoga, uh, anything that's more calm and chill. Not a good time like to push yourself to your limit and do a bunch of very strenuous, hard workout kind of stuff. With everything going on, this is a good time for more introspection. Tend to your heart. Tend to your belly, your gut, your intuition, your instincts. Tend to yourself. Take good care of yourself this month. Do not engage in the drama and conflict and polarization and division that's all, all around us all the time. You don't have to follow people on social media that trigger those responses to you. You don't have to use social media. You can just get outside. This is a good month, really good month to get outside. If you're thinking about a career change, any major career decisions, 
the 7th and the 19th and the 22nd are good days to make those decisions, to set intentions, to take interviews, to, uh, if you have a, a business, you run your own business, doing some sort of strategizing, planning the next year ahead, perhaps. I'll have the Mindful New Year course coming out very soon. I'll be announcing that here, where I'll guide you through planning the year ahead using things that I've used over the last 12 years that I find really helpful, and astrology, and yoga, and all the productivity stuff as well, which I love merging those. So career decisions around the 7th, 19th, and 22nd. Uh, and uh, that's, that's a good time to really find your purpose. And again, like my friend, if she didn't write that on her little uh, sticky note, uh, she wanted a certain job, it's very ambiguous. What job do you want? You want to change jobs? Okay, what job do you want? Where? Can you get more specific? What are you going to offer? Can you get more and more detail? What does it feel like to have the new job? What does it feel like to have the career you want? What kind of things are you saying? What kind of environments are you in? Really flesh it out. Feel that uh, energy of it and connect to it. And this is dharana. This is the one of the eight limbs of yoga, the sixth limb. Dharana, concentration, where you're focused and unwavering. Right? To do meditation, you've got to be focused and unwavering. Your mind wanders, that's okay. We don't judge it. We don't blame it. There's no negativity about it. We just come back to, oh, what was I focused on again? That's right. It's my breath. In this case, with your career or whatever you're focusing on, the star of purpose, your dharma, your path, what are you here for? Is it to be a good loving parent? And that's your purpose. And things are taking you off course. You're getting distracted by external things that aren't important to you. Come back to what is important to you. And we have that reminder here the, after the first week of the month, but then we've got the support through the second half of the month to make it a success. So again, highly, highly recommend a daily meditation practice. If you don't already have one, it makes everything easier. It helps clear away karmic debt, and it helps the more positive expression of all these things come through. So daily meditation, 10 minutes, one thing that can be really helpful uh, this month, working with the more sensual energy of this month as well, especially after uh, the end of the month, is <clears throat> listening to meditation music, if that helps, or mantras, or pranayama. If just sitting and breathing, you're like, no way, I can't do it. Do something. So mantra, chanting a mantra, uh, doing alternate nostril breath, some sort of breathing practice or just listening to like binaural beats or guided meditation, whatever it is for you, 10 minutes a day. Uh, and that's going to vary based on your birth chart. So if you don't know your birth chart, you can check it out at quietmindastrology.com and you can schedule the reading. I have availability now this month. So you can schedule a reading at quietmindastrology.com and I'll show you practices that can be beneficial for you, help you design a practice if that's something you want. Now, some days to look out for this month are the 8th and 9th and the 19th and 20th. Why? Because Moon is opposed Saturn on the 8th and 9th, and Moon is conjunct Saturn on the 19th and 20th, and on the 20th is actually there with Jupiter, which moves into Capricorn. So debilitated Jupiter with the Moon and Saturn. Anytime the Moon and Saturn are in relationship, conjunction or opposition, there is this heaviness. The Moon is the mind and the emotions, and it's quickly moving through all the signs. 
Saturn is slow and heavy and hardworking. It teaches us lessons over time. Disciplinarian. So it's this heaviness on our mind and emotions on the 8th and 9th and the 19th and 20th. So if you can extra emphasize time to just be internal, uh, do your meditation, stay home, lay low, avoid major decisions if you can on those days, and just kind of go with the flow, not trying to make things happen, especially, you know, in general this month. It's a good month to not take the bait and not get into big conflicts and fights and try to be right. Maybe try to be connected instead, connect to lessons, teachers, uh, education. If you wanted to take a course for a while, take the course, read a book, right? Things that you've been wanting to learn. This is a time for learning and growth. And you can learn through conflict resolution and relationships. You can learn from mistakes. That's all fine. Totally okay. We're all on our own paths. Uh, but you don't have to engage and take the bait, especially on the 8th and 9th, the 19th and 20th. Chill out, lay low, do restorative yoga, yin yoga. Check out the Quiet Mind Yoga podcast if you're not in the membership. We've got free yoga classes, over 130 yoga classes now or whatever it is. So tons of stuff you can check out there. Highly, highly, of course, recommend doing a yoga practice regularly as well. Uh, as a yoga teacher, I'm a little biased, but I think it's life-changing stuff. Something to embody uh, what matters to you and feel embodied and feel present. And we have uh, Venus in, oh, let's see. Uh, Venus is in Hosta at the beginning of the month. Good time for getting a massage. On the 12th, it goes into Chitra, the star of opportunity. So if you are in a relationship or looking for love and relationship, this period from the 12th, through the 21st, especially uh, through the 19th. So 12th to 19th, Mars is going to go direct. There's a new moon, the sun enters Scorpio, and Jupiter's still in Sagittarius all during that time. So if you've been looking to go on a date with somebody or looking for opportunities or just looking to spice up your love life and have more dates with your partner and deepen your intimacy and connection with your partner, it's a great time to do that. Chitra, is a star of opportunities. Good time for anything to do with uh, just self-care and care for your partner. Drinking herbal tea is always good, but especially this month, making uh, extra care for your self-care, especially if you're in a colder climate, keeping your body warm to balance out the vata dosha of the season. If you like gemstones, it's a good time for buying a gemstone in the middle of the month and attending any sort of workshop. Again, education, the big focus of the month learning things. How is this all happening for you rather than to you? And try not to get caught up in the drama and the traumas and the expressions of, oh, you have to pick this side. Oh, you didn't pick that side. That means you're on that side. Uh, there's this real divisiveness happening in the world right now, and it's likely to continue through this five-year cycle, unfortunately. But uh, we can choose to find harmony and inner peace in ourselves, and learn about ourselves. It's a great month for learning and education in general. And then when Mercury goes into Vishaka on the 21st, that's, again, another focus on, it's where the sun goes on the 6th. So again, the star of purpose, uh, focus on Dharana. Come back to what matters to you. If you don't have a post-it card with your intentions set by now on the 21st, do it. Highly recommend it. You could uh, write it on your mirror. You could put post-it notes where you'll see them every day. 
but it's got to feel good. If it doesn't feel good, change it. Do something else and find the feeling of what you want to create in your life. I know it's going to be hard to keep that optimism after the 19th, but get it now at the beginning of the month while you still got Jupiter and Sag. It's a little more hopeful uh, and we want to find what do we want to create? How do we want to feel? You say you get to wake up tomorrow in any environment, any situation, any life, what would you like to create? And you might be a billion steps away from that right now. That's okay. But what's one small step you can take towards it tomorrow? And then one small step the next day. And there's a compound effect and it adds up. So just start with how you want to feel. Believe in yourself. Believe you can do it and take one small step towards it today. And then tomorrow you might realize, no, that's not it. I want something else. But don't let the naysayers or the doubt or the fear or the voices in the head say you can't do it or you can't have it or because of this person, because of that thing, because of this circumstance, I can't do that. Not true. And the fear of Saturn wants to dominate right now over the next two years. Don't turn on the TV. All they're doing is pumping out fear. Don't buy it. So focus on what you can create. And know that you have the resources within you because you have the desire. If you have a desire, then you have the resources to attain it. And all these external things are going to try to throw you off course. But that's what Dharana is all about. Having a single point of focus. Concentrate on what you want to create, not what the media says you can't do and all this fear and panic and worry and doubt, anxiety, and then sell you the drugs to heal your anxiety, but then there's side effects, so they sell you the drugs to heal the side effects. All right, this whole rabbit hole we could go down, or we can just do the actually harder work, right? It's uncomfortable, it's scary to say, this is what I want, and I will work towards it even just a little bit today. And this is who I'm becoming, and this is what matters to me, and it doesn't matter what other people say, and I'm going to do it in harmony with other people. I'm not going to hurt people to do it. I'm not going to cause harm. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to betray myself. I'm going to stay in alignment with what is for the greater good of humanity. How can I be of service? And what wants to come through me? Is it a new job? Is it a new relationship? Is it a new path in your life? Trust that guidance this month, especially around the beginning of the month, and move towards it. And try not to get swept up into all the drama, the things we can't control. If you voted, you did your part. If you're in local government and politics, then you're going to be more involved in all this stuff. Great. But if if you have nothing to do with local government and politics, you don't need to get swept up in all that stuff. Focus on what you can control and what you can create and how you can serve others. Anytime we get stuck in depression, negativity, fear, doubt, worry, we're focusing our attention inward. So just turn it around and turn it outward to what we can create. Again, if you want to get a reading for yourself and see what is on your trajectory and what your transits are for you and what's coming up over the next several months and years for you and what your birth chart says about you, what might be a good path if you're struggling with these questions of dharma or career or finances or relationship, Quiet Mind Astrology is where you can schedule a reading right now and keep up with everything I'm doing there. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at jeremy.quietmind or send me a message, jeremy at quietmind.yoga. Be back next week with the weekly horoscope for the first week of November and uh, coming some stuff on the outer planets and the big transits we're going through over several years. 
And uh, actually have an episode about if you have the wrong birth time and then you find the right birth times. I was talking to uh, somebody about this recently. So if you have any questions like that about astrology in general, I'd love to share and hopefully provide something of value for you. And just let me know on social media or email. And hope you have a great rest of your month and uh, look forward to seeing what you create. And if you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and help us reach more people because I think this stuff is super valuable and important. And I'm happy to get to share these teachings that have been so helpful for me. And if you find it helpful, I'd love to hear from you as well. All right, have a great month.